0: Huda Muhammedin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wa inna Sharral umuri muhtathatuhaa Wa kulla muhtathatin bid'a Wa kulla bid'atin dalala Wa kulla dalalatin finnar So this is our fourth lesson uh, Discussing the topic of the good life uh, The good life of the believer In this life and the next In the previous lesson, in the third lesson We looked at how Allah azawajal Uh, Mentions in the Quran how he described, uh, how he destroyed nations which fell into affluence, affluence, abundance and luxury. And they became satisfied in this. And how these affairs were the reason for their disbelief and satisfaction with disbelief. And we looked at uh, many ayat in the Quran uh, which mention this and uh, how the believer, the believer is not prohibited from the good things of this life, from the beauty, the adornment, such as wealth, such as offspring, such as even the things in which one finds desire and pleasure. However, it is within limits and so long it does not cause a person to neglect and to become heedless of the hereafter. And so we also mentioned some evidences, some ayat in that respect as well. So that we have a balanced uh, view, a balanced position. We are not prohibited to you know, benefit and enjoy the favors and the bounties of Allah azawajal, But it becomes a problem when we are neglectful of the hereafter. So in today's lesson, we're going to start a section of uh, many, many verses which describe what is the condition of a disbeliever in the life of this world. And in the section after that, we will look at what is the condition of a believer in the life of this world. And we will compare and contrast between the two. So in this section, the condition of a believer ...in the life of this world... ...as mentioned in the Qur'an. First of all, we should know that... ...a disbeliever is satisfied... ...and suffices only with the life of this world. And this has been mentioned in the Qur'an... ...and Allah He reminds the believer... ...of the reality of a disbeliever. Because his vision or his sight... Is restricted only to this world without any attention to the hereafter. And the description of a disbeliever being like this is repeated frequently in the Quran in order to make the believer not to be like that and to warn the believer not to become like this. And we find that a disbeliever by virtue of his, by reason of his disbelief has become, you know, uh, attached, and has begun to love the world, become pleased with it, become satisfied with it, and these qualities are qualities which Allah Azawajal has criticized in the Quran uh, because it leads to a per, it leads a person to prever, uh, prefer the hereafter over the world. So, by way of example, the statement of Allah Azawajal in Surat Yunus. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ لَا يَرْجُونَ لِقَاءَنَا وَرَضُوا بِالْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا بِهَا وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ آيَاتِنَا غَافِلُونَ Indeed those who do not hope in our meeting, in the meeting with Allah, they have no hope, uh, they don't hope in that. And who are pleased with the life of the world, and who have become satisfied and at ease with it. And those who are heedless of our signs. So here it describes a number of qualities. Those who have no hope in meeting Allah, because they don't believe in it, or they are not interested in it. And they are pleased with the life of this world. And they've become satisfied with it. And also those who turn away from the signs of Allah. أُولَٰئِكَ mawahumun النَّارِ بِمَا كَانُوا yaksibun. For them... Their abode will be the hellfire on account of that which they used to earn. So in other words, the person who desires the world, then Allah will make the hereafter to be unlawful for him. And in general, when we look at the various categories of the people of disbelief, so for example, those who are the materialists, or the atheists and people like that, then obviously this is very obvious and very apparent. The atheist does not believe in a creator, in a Lord, does not believe in resurrection, does not believe in judgment after death and punishment and reward. So it's obvious that such people are going to be, you know, they're only going to be interested in the life of this world, the pursuit of pleasure, the pursuit of you know whatever pursuit it might be, and. Uh, um, so clearly they would be satisfied with the life of this world. Likewise we see the Nasara, the Christians in general, because uh, they they do not have a law, they do not follow a law, because they believe simply by accepting Jesus as a man who died for their sins, and holding this one-time belief will automatically save them, then they have no... Desire to look forward to the hereafter and to fear punishment and to hope in reward because they are automatically saved and there's no law that governs and, you know, restricts their behavior. Whether it be drinking alcohol, gambling, fornicating and various other things, they have no incentive or real reason to avoid these things. And so, because of that, you will find that they are inclined towards the world. They are more inclined towards the world and they are easily exploited, you know, by vices and by sins. Right? So this is what you find amongst the Nasara. And likewise amongst the Yahud. The Yahud, they believe that they are the, the, the chosen, the beloved of Allah and that, you know, even if they do go to hellfire, some of them say, it will only be for a number of days, and that they are guaranteed uh, paradise. And, you know, so again, what incentive do you have, uh, to look forward to the hereafter? None. Uh, because, because you have these, these beliefs. And similarly, the polytheists you find, uh, the mushrikun, likewise you see, because the deen is not founded upon adal, upon justice, Upon the worship of Allah alone, it is founded upon injustice, which is worshipping others besides Allah. So, if the Deen is founded upon injustice, then everything else, from you know the 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 affairs of the dunya, they will be founded upon injustice as well. Uh, So, you will find them um, eager for the life of this world. And inshallah, we'll see some ayat in the Quran which mention this a bit later. Uh, They will be eager, the polytheists. Uh, from the most eager of people for the life of this world, as are the Yahud, and uh, so so we see that from all of these various functions of this belief, um, they have an inclination towards the world because of the particular belief that they have. Whether atheist, whether Christian, whether Yahud, whether you know the the Mushrikun, the the, the polytheists, the idol worshippers. Whereas a believer, uh, as we shall see in contrast to all of this in in the next section, a believer has his eyes always on the hereafter, in the hereafter. And because he knows there is resurrection and judgment and reward and punishment, then in the life of this world, he knows that Allah Azawajal has put in front of him commands and prohibitions. And these commands and prohibitions together, they allow him to enjoy the world, in a halal way and within limits, and also to fear being um, uh, deceived by the world at the same time. So, in all of the ayat in the Qur'an that relate to this, then it is to remind the believer to keep the focus on the hereafter and never to be deceived by the world. Likewise, the statement of Allah in Surah Hud, Man kana yuridul hayatal dunya wa zinataha nuwafi ilayhim a'amalahum fiha wa hum fiha la yubhhassun. Ulaikal, ulaikal lazina leysa lahum fi l'akhirati illa al-nahr wa habita ma sanahu fiha wa baatilum ma kanu yamalun. Whoever desires the life of the world and its glitter, we shall pay him therein for his deeds in full. And they will not be. Um, they will not be. You know, they will not lose anything. They will not be shortchanged, or you know, uh, they will. They will be given in full. Those are the ones who will have nothing in the hereafter except the fire. And what they did, the deeds they did therein, uh, will be vain, will be of vain and of no use, and futile was what they used to do. Now this particular verse here is an interesting verse because the scholars have differed as to whether it refers to the disbelievers or whether it refers to the believers as well. Why? Because the verse says, whoever desires the life of the world and its glitter, we will pay them for their deeds in full. And they will not be, you know, uh, uh, decreased or diminished in anything, but they will have nothing in the hereafter. So, is this verse referring to the believers or the disbelievers? And so, Al Qurtubi, Rahimahullah, mentions how the the verse was revealed. Uh, it is said uh, to, uh, in relation to the disbelievers, and because the verse clearly says that they will have nothing in the hell in the hereafter except. The Hellfire, And this means therefore, the interpretation of this therefore is that any disbeliever who is doing righteous deeds such as keeping the ties of kinship and giving charity and you know other types of good deeds. Then Allah rewards him in the life of this world with certain rewards. For example, it could be good health. It could be a sound body, a strong body. It could be an abundance of rizq, of you know, um, uh, provision and wealth and so on and so forth. However, nothing of that will be counted as a good deed in the hereafter. So this now is from the justice of Allah in that He will not uh, cause any decrease. He will not cause anyone to to lose anything everything that a disbeliever did of what appears to be apparent goodness apparent goodness then he will be paid in full in the life of this world for all of the benefits he's enjoying you know the benefits i mean he's already enjoying the benefit of air the benefit of water the benefit of uh, food right all the other types of uh, benefit from from you know that that, that uh, found in the life of this world and then an expansion in his risk an expansion in his offspring you know wives affluence Everything. That person is already being paid. And likewise some of the scholars are of the view that this verse refers to the believer. However, in relation to the believer, then it carries a particular meaning. And the meaning for the believer is that any believer who does the deeds of the hereafter Deeds which are done for the hereafter, but he does them in order to seek benefit from the world, then this person comes under this verse. In that he is, he will be threatened with the hellfire, he will enter the hellfire, but of course he will not remain in hellfire forever. Right? Unlike the disbeliever. He will enter the hellfire. So, there are a number of scenarios that the scholars have explained in relation to this verse. How does a believer fall under this verse, and how does he prefer the world over the hereafter? There are a number of situations. From them, first of all, is that he does his deeds in order to be praised, in order to be seen, in, in order to be recognized by the people. So for example, he may acquire knowledge that it might be said he's a scholar or he may learn the Qur'an, there it might be said he is a reciter. Or he may give charity, so the people see him, and it might be said he is a very generous man. right? So here, this person is really, he's not seeking the hereafter by his deeds, but he's seeking something from the world, and in this instance, in this particular category, it is the praise and the recognition of the people. right? So this is ar Um Also, It can be when a person, he for example, acquires knowledge or he teaches, but only so that he can earn a living. Right? So you find many people, they go to an Islamic institution, they will get a degree. And the real reason why they're doing it is simply when they go back home, they will be able to get a job. And it's just purely material and nothing else. And they're not interested in the hereafter; it is simply earning a living. And so the same can be th- said about any other such, you know, related uh, activity. If you're doing it for wealth, like an act of worship, an act of obedience, an act which otherwise, you know, it pleases Allah, if it's done for His sake. But you do that in order to gain some material benefit. You're doing it for the world. This now enters into this ayah, this verse. Whoever desires the life of this world and its glitter, we shall pay, we shall give it to them and pay them in full. Right? Another example is a person who does actions of worship, but he does them because of a health benefit. Right? So he'll fast. So for example, a Muslim might, you know, read that there's something that the disbelievers have discovered called intermittent fasting, where you fast, you know, uh, two times a week and uh, it's really good for your health it's good for your um, blood sugar levels it's good for you know general immune you know re- uh, rejuvenating the immune system and he thinks no, that's, that's good this let me fast Mondays and uh, you know Thursdays and so this person fasts and that's because of the health benefit that he's seeking he doesn't seek the hereafter so now he wants this time it's a, it's a physical physical benefit in relation to his body so this now again also comes under this ayah. So here we see that a person might either be looking for material benefit, or it could be physical benefit, or it could be some recognition or praise from the people. All of these he's doing righteous deeds, which you know, which a person should really be seeking the hereafter with those deeds, but he's seeking the world with those deeds. So now this is how a believer enters into this ayah. Right, and he's becoming like what the disbelievers are upon, because with the disbelievers, it is a different level altogether, right they are wholeheartedly after the world and nothing else. so when a believer falls into these actions, then he comes under this ayah because he has some of the traits you know he he's kind of you know behaving like them uh, and seeking the world, but this time by by deeds of righteousness so um. So then after this, we are seeing that Allah has commanded us and warned us not to be inclined towards, not to be friends with, and not to be close with those types of people who have become heedless of the hereafter. So he said, as occurs in Surah Al-Najm, فَأَعَرِدْ عَمَّنْ تَوَلَّى عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَلَمْ يُرِدْ إِلَّا الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا So turn away from the one who has turned away from our remembrance and who does not seek or desire except the life of the world. So in other words, we are commanded as believers to turn away from those types of people that we see who've turned away from the truth and are not interested in the hereafter and they are just engrossed in the life of this world and pursuing the life of this world. And likewise... Allah He mentions that the disbeliever, whatever He acquires in the life of this world of like food and drink and pleasure and wealth and riches and family and offspring, all of that is simply His portion that Allah gave Him in the life of this world. But in the hereafter, that person will not have any share at all. And Allah He says, as occurs in Suratul Ahqaf, Wayoma Yoraduladina Kafaru Alan Nar Adhabtum Tayibaticum fi Hayaticum Dunya Was Biha Falyauma to Jezona Adabal Hunibima Kuntum Tastak Biruna fil Ard, Behiril Hak Woma Kuntum Wabima Kuntum Tafsukun. So he says the day that those who disbelieve will be presented or subjected to the fire, your you know, the, the good things of the world, you uh, consumed and you exhausted them all. All the good things that you were given, you exhausted them all. And you took benefit, you enjoyed, uh, you took benefit out of them, all of these good things you were given. So today, you will be rewarded with a humiliating punishment, you will be recompensed with a humiliating punishment, on account of, you know, the fact that you used to be arrogant, Upon the earth, without any due right or due cause, and because you would indulge in sin, you were engaged in sin and disobedience. so uh, this is the the, the the portion of the of the disbeliever, and you know because he took his share of the world and had no interest in the hereafter. So the point being here from all of this that being pleased and satisfied with the world and being comfortable therein, and preferring it over the hereafter, this is from the main primary reasons and causes for people entering the hellfire. Satisfaction with the world. And satisfaction with the world, obviously is behind many of the causes, the causes of disbelief, why a person chooses to remain a disbeliever, and also why a person chooses to indulge in sin as well for the believer. It is from the primary reasons for entering into the hellfire. Whether eternally or whether for a limited time, in the case of the people of Iman and the people of Tawheed. And Allah Zawajal, he explains This is because they loved and preferred the life of the world over the hereafter and that Allah does not guide a disbelieving people. And in another, another ayah, Allah Zawajal, He described such people, <laughs> Those who love the life of the world over the hereafter, and they inhibit or hinder from the path of Allah, and they seek a crooked path. They seek it as a crooked path. Those are the ones who are in far, far misguidance. And Imam al-Shawqani, Rahimahullah, he said that meaning such people, they prefer this world due to their love of this world. And we see in another ayah, فَأَمَّا مَنْ or uh, in this passage, فَأَمَّا مَنْ طَغَى وَآثَرَ الْحَيَاتَ الدُّنْيَّا فَإِنَّ الْجَحِيمَ هِيَ الْمَاوَى as for the one who transgressed and who preferred the life of the world, then indeed the Jahim, the hellfire, is his abode. Regarding this, Ratada, rahimahullah, he said that those who are the people of disbelief, they loved the small part of the world over the abundance of the hereafter. What is in this world is nothing, it's not even a drop in an ocean. And so the disbeliever in his disbelief and his pursuit of the world, he is given preference to the the small tiny amount which is in the world over the abundance of the hereafter. And he made this remark, qatada, in relation to the statement of Allah in Surah Al-Baqarah. (laughs) أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا بِالْآخِرَةِ فَلَا يُخَفَّفُ عَنْهُمُ الْعَذَابُ That they are the ones who have purchased the life of this world with the hereafter. So they sold the hereafter in order to purchase this life. So the punishment will not be lightened for them and they will not be aided. Similarly, another Description of the people of disbelief is, that, is that they basically sold faith in Allah and worshipping Allah alone, the Tawheed. They sold all of that in order to purchase some benefits in the world. Some of the benefits of the world. On the tongue of Ibrahim Ali salam, who said to his people Allah subjal mentions wa qala inna mat takhadhtum min dunillahi aw athanan mawaddatan mawaddatan bainakum am mawaddatan bainakum fil dunya indeed you have taken besides Allah idols out of mutual love between yourselves in the life of this world thumma yawmal qiyamati yakfuru ba'dukum bi ba so these people what they did is that they took the religion which was based upon idol worship, worshipping others besides Allah, they took it as you know the, the it, it was the mutual affection and love that they had on the basis of this false religion. They used that to acquire the benefits of the world at the expense of the hereafter. So the consequence of this will be that on the day of judgment, all of these parties who showed mutual love, they will disbelieve in each other. They will free themselves from each other. And they will actually curse one another. But their abode will be in the hellfire and they will have no one to aid them. So also we see that the life of this world has been beautified for the people of disbelief. Because of their disbelief, they've been blinded by it. And so they hold fast to it. So as Allah, <laughs> He says again in Surah Al-Baqarah, زُيِّنَ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا حَيَاتُ الدُّنْيَا وَيَسْخَرُونَ مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ اتَّقَوُوا فَوْقَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَاللَّهُ Those who disbelieve, the life of this world has been beautified for them. And they mock, they make mockery of the, those who believe. And those who fear Allah, who have taqwa, they will be above them on the day of judgment. And Allah is the one who gives provision, gives sustenance to whomever He wills, without any measure, without any account. So again, we see from this verse, it is that when we see the, the condition of the people of disbelief, it is all just materialism, it is all just consumption, you know, buying, drinking, eating, enjoying, it's just all materialist consumption. And in the land's, of the people of disbelief you see that this is how everything operates everything is commerce everything is commercial everything is material even the way that the whole um you know the, the economy and the politics the whole system is set up to uh, for consumption and always expanding the economy the economy has to always be expanding why because it is all based upon interest right These are these are interest and debt based economies. So the 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 the, the economy has to always be expanding in order to keep serving and keep the payments of the interest. And so the materialism and the consumption it just continues and continues and continues and continues. And you know this dominates the life of the people who who live you know a life of of disbelief and whose life is not governed by. Uh, The pleasure of Allah and the commands and prohibitions of Allah and putting the hereafter ahead of the life of this world. It's all just materialism and consumption and then love and attachment to all of this. Ibn Juraj, Rahimahullah, he said that the disbelievers, they pursue the life of the world and they seek it. And then they mock those who believe When they see the people, when they see those who believe pursuing the hereafter, seeking the hereafter, so you see these people mocking, you know, paradise, mocking hellfire, mocking belief in in the last day, and mocking anyone who believes in 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 those beliefs, thinking that there is only the life of this world and that such people are just deluded, and so this is from their way. They will mock mock the believers, and Allah Azawajal. He he's mentioned also the severity, you know, the, the 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 degree to which the people of disbelief, from the people of the book and the mushrikeen, the polytheists, how they stick and hold fast to the world. Allah subhanahu mentions in Surah Al-Baqarah, and he's speaking here about the Yahud, Yahud and the Mushrikun, Yahud and the Mushrikun. So he says. وَلَا تَجِدَنَّهُمْ أَحْرَصَ النَّاسِ عَلَىٰ وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا You will find them, meaning, because the passage is about the Yahud, you will find them to be the most zealous and eager of people for the life of this world. For the life of this world, meaning for wealth and material and for longevity, you know, living a long life and so on and so forth. And likewise, from those who are the, the people of shirk, the polytheists, يود أحدهم لو يعمروا لو لو يعمروا ألف سنة وما هو min من العذاب أن يعمر والله بصير بما يعملون. so one of them loves that he should live for a thousand years, but that will not save him from the punishment that he should be given a length you know a lengthy life, and Allah is all seeing of whatever they do. Look at how these two groups or two parties, the Yahud and the Mushrikun, have been described as being the, the Ahras, meaning the most zealous of people for the life of this world. In another ayah in the Quran, Allah also mentions the same two groups as the ones having the most enmity to the people of Iman. So the same two people who are the most desirous of the life of this world, are the same two people who are the most enmities uh, have the most enmity and hatred to the people of Iman. We see in the ayah, la, ta, uh, la, uh, "La tajidanna." So you see similarity in the verses, Wala "Wa la tajidanna ahrasan nas ala hayatin wa min In this ayah, and in another ayah, "La tajidanna ashadhan nas adawatan lil-ladhin aamanu al-yahud you will find the most severe of people in enmity towards those who believe to be the Yahud and those who commit shirk, the polytheists, the pagans, the idol worshippers. And then it goes on to mention how those who are the closest and, you know, who are, are nice to the people of Iman are the Nasara, those who say we are Nasara, we are Christians. And this is because Allah describes them ذلك بان منهم قِسِّيسِينَ وانهم لا يستكبرون This is because among them are priests and uh, ascetics and you know because they are not arrogant So here is a description that among the Christians in general you know the ones who say we are Christians they are closer to the Muslims because they are closer to the truth because they followed Isa al and because among them are people who, you know, renounce the world, and they, they, they are priests, they are given to worship and so on and so forth, and they are not arrogant, they don't have arrogance. So they are closer to the to the Muslims. Um, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he says about the, the, the prior verse that we mentioned, about those who are most eager for the life of this world, that these people are very eager to have a long life, and... You know, they want a long life because they know that they are committing evil deeds. And they know that they are disobedient to Allah Azawajal. And uh, we see that in contrast to them, the world is a prison for the believer. The world is a prison for the believer and a paradise for the disbeliever. Also, we see that the people of disbelief, they are pleased with the life of this world, even if it is a life of dhul and hawan. Even if it is a life of humility and loneliness. Why? Because when a person, his greatest concern is just to seek the world, and to seek the pleasures of the world, then he will put the knowledge of that above any other type of knowledge. Above the beneficial knowledge. Above revealed knowledge. And that's why you see that the people of disbelief, their knowledge of this world is only what is zahir Only the apparent, what they see, the apparent you know, uh, type of knowledge of the world. And that's why... In another ayah, Allah Azza He mentioned in Surah Rum, "Ya'lamun al al dunya," that they know only the apparent, the apparent of the life of this world. Right? So, uh, in other words, whatever they see of its of the glitter of the world and the pleasure of the world and the enjoyments of the world. So, for example, all of the sightseeing of the amazing sights. All of the beautiful food and all the places you can go for the beautiful food, all the luxurious clothing and you know all of these things they will have all of this knowledge because their greatest concern is uh, are these affairs what is what is the greatest way to enjoy oneself what is the best way to um, <clears throat> you know to, to have pleasure the best food the best drink the best clothing the most luxurious and so on and so forth this is the knowledge this is the knowledge this is all their the, the knowledge. Revolves around. If you reflect upon, you know, uh, such uh, societies, and so, in other words, the knowledge is tied to the shahawat, the, the the desires and the pleasures, you know, that they that they pursue and they seek. Um, and wahum anil akhirati hum ghafilun. Yet they are heedless of the hereafter. They are heedless of the hereafter. Also. Um, we see in some other ayat in the Quran, uh, such as what will happen in the hereafter, Allah mentions certain scenarios that will happen in the hereafter, uh, such as, for example, when um, such as, for example, when Paradise will be made unlawful upon the disbelievers. وَنَادَى أَسْحَابُ النَّارِ الْجَنَّةِ أَنْ أَفِيدُوا عَلَيْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ So, the disbelievers will say, they will call out, the people of the hellfire will call out, and they will say to the people of paradise, give us something of the water. Give us something of the water. And something of what Allah has provided you with. And what will the believers say? قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ حَرَّمَهُمَا عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ Indeed, Allah has prohibited them, upon the disbelievers, al-ladhin attakhdu dinahum lahwan walayba wa gharthhum al dunya فاليوم ننساهم كما نسوا لقاء يومهم هذا وما كانوا بآياتنا يجحدون. Those who took their religion as just something which is a play and a pastime, an amusement, and the life of the world deceived them. So today. We shall abandon them, ignore them and abandon them, just as they forgot this meeting, the meeting of this day. And, uh, and also because that they used to reject our signs. Right? So this is one scenario that will happen on Yawm al you know, uh, the disbelievers who are in hellfire, they will try to ask the believers for something of the, of the, the pleasures and the benefits, the water and the provision and similarly another occurrence that will happen is that the jinn and the men will be addressed ya ma'sharal jinni wal ins alam yatikum rusulun minkum yaqusuna alaykum ayati wa yunzirunakum liqa'a yawmikum hadha qalu shahidna ala anfusina wa gharrahum al hayatu dunya wa shahidu ala anfusihim annahum kanu kafirin o jinn and men did not messengers come to you from among you rehearsing and reciting to you my signs and warning you of this of the, of the of this meeting the day of this meeting they will say we have testified against ourselves and the life of the world deceived them and they testify will testify against themselves that they were indeed disbelievers So this will happen that every disbeliever will bear witness against himself. Yes, indeed, I was a disbeliever in the life of this world. right? And he will recognize that he was deceived by the life of the world and led him to uh, be heedless of the hereafter and to disbelieve in Allah or to commit shirk with Allah. Um, So the life of this world is something that brings ruin. And destruction, and we have been ordered to leave such people alone and not to, you know, encounter with such people. Uh, leave those who have taken their religion as play and pastime and who have been deceived by the life of the world. And um, you know, remind by way of this meaning by way of this Quran, so that any soul that you know comes to death will come to death and be destroyed by way of whatever it has earned, and it will not have any protector nor interceder besides Allah Azzawajal. So this has all described all of these verses. What do they? What do they tell us? These verses tell us that the disbeliever is content with the world and that's it. There's nothing beyond death. There's nothing in the hereafter. It's just dust and bones. There's no resurrection. There's no judgment. There's no reward. There's no punishment. And so obviously this means that you are going to be content and pursue the life of this. Uh, you will pursue the life of this world. And as we mentioned, Allah is never unjust to the disbeliever. We mentioned already that Allah gives good, healthy bodies, gives them increase in provision and all of the benefits in the world. Allah has not been unjust to the disbelievers for whatever apparent deeds of goodness they do in the life of this world. Because many of the disbelievers, they give charity uh, to good causes, they are kind to the parents they are kind to the children uh there's so many things that they that, that, that there's goodness that you see from them so allah rewards them in the life of this of this world but also there's something else uh, which which we need to have a uh, to understand a more complete picture which is that the life of the world is also a punishment for the disbeliever as well there 's also punishment in the life of this world for the disbeliever as well, and there is a wisdom behind that as well there 's a wisdom behind that as well so as we mentioned, the people of disbelief prefer this world, they stick to it, their knowledge is only knowledge of of the world and acquiring wealth and you know tasting pleasures and so on and so forth and many of their sciences and, and whatever else you know the, the, the fields of knowledge are related to that and um, But Allah mentioned something here in an ayah in Surah At-Tawbah, فَلَا تُعْجِبْكَ أَمْوَالُهُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُهُمْ إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ بِهَا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَتَزْحَقَ أَنفُسُهُمْ وَهُمْ كَافِرُونَ Do not be amazed or surprised by their wealth, nor by their offspring. Indeed, Allah desires to punish them by way of these two things in the life of the world. And so that their souls are taken at death whilst they are disbelievers. So here Ibn Zayd rahimullah mentioned about this ayah, meaning that they will be punished by way of masaib, by way of calamities, and which are basically a type of punishment for them, but which are a reward for the believer. And Allah puts them to trial in the life of the world with calamities. Why? Why? in order to remind them of the hereafter. So that we may give them a taste of the lesser punishment, the lower punishment, the nearer punishment, besides the greater punishment, in order that they may return. And Ibn Abbas said, Azabul الْأَدْنَى is... The calamities of the world and the illnesses and the calamities, the trials by which Allah puts His servants, you know, to test so that they might repent. So now we have a more complete picture of how Allah zawajal, how He treats the people of disbelief. It is with perfect justice and it is also with mercy. How is this? We already saw previously that any apparent goodness that the people of disbelief bring, all of their reward is given to them in the life of this world. Right. So everything they have, the air that they breathe, the water that they drink, the food that they eat, the clothes that they wear, the provision that they acquire, and every kind of uh, benefit and pleasure that they have, all of this is, they are given recompense. Right. So they have not been wronged, by any apparent good that they have done in the life of this world. That's one. Number two, what about the calamities then? How do we explain the calamities then? Well, the calamities, there are two things. That it is punishment for disbelief and sin and transgression, but also it is to, as a reminder, to remind them that they have a Lord, and who has favored them and bestowed bounties upon them. And that they need to be obedient to and to be thankful to. And for that reason you see, there are many many of the people of disbelief, they have a calamity in their life. Right, a person dies in the family, or a new person dies, or they come close to death, or they suffer a financial setback and their life is destroyed, or they have depression, or they have something, or they are addicted to drugs or alcohol or something, they have some you know, calamity or something in their life. And this leads them to a realization. It leads them to tawbah. It leads them to seek guidance. Right? There's something that they are seeking. So many of these calamities that Allah brings to the people of disbelief, it is also guidance for them as well. Intending guidance for them that they may be reminded. So some of them for whom Allah has written guidance, Allah opens their heart to guidance. And others, their hearts are only become hardened. Why? Because Allah knew already in his prior knowledge that such people don't really want guidance. They're not interested in guidance. So these are the types of people you will see that they will even become, you know, even greater disbelievers. Even become more and more arrogant, right? You know, someone dies in their family. So instead of being humble, or maybe they have an accident or something, instead of being humble, their heart becomes even more hard. It's as if they are resentful and, you know, um, you know uh, you know become even more staunch in their disbelief right out of ar- it's pure arrogance that 's all it is, and similarly you will see even with many uh, uh, you know as happens with uh, among the apostates are those who 've had a hard life you know hardships, calamities or they 've been oppressed or you know their culture or their people followed uh, uh, a fabricated distor- distorted You know, understanding of Islam, right, or those injustices or whatever, and it just leads them to, you know, the heart becomes even more hard, you know, hard, and further in in disbelief and and rejection, right? Uh, You know, and so, you know, there are many wisdoms behind all of this, and, um, uh, as Allah mentions in another ayah, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِ فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ذَنْكَر وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَىٰ The one who turns away from my remembrance, then he will have a narrow, constricted life. And we shall raise him on the day of judgment, blind. So, this section here is point number two. Point number two, which is that the dunya is also a place of punishment for the disbeliever. In addition to the disbeliever, being rewarded for his apparent good deeds in the life of this world, right? Why? Because he sufficed with the world, and that's it. We'll finish with the third point. Uh, we we'll finish this section with the third point, and which is that the punishment. Um, there is also a humiliating punishment in the life of this world, and we'll finish with with this section before we break for the for the salah. So. In the Quran a word is used Al khizi Al Khizi which is humiliation, something which is evil, subjugation, loneliness, lowliness, right? And this is how Allah punishes a people because of their disbelief and leaves them in humiliation in the life of this world. And Allah he says um, for example about the people of Ad. فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ رِيحًا صَرْصَرًا فِي أَيَّامٍ نَحِسَاتٍ لِنُذِيقَهُمْ عَذَابَ الْخِزْيِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَلَعَذَابُ الْآخِرَةِ أَخْزَى وَهُمْ لَا يُنْصَرُونَ So the people of Ad they were punished by a screaming wind for many days in order that we may give them a taste of humiliation, humiliating punishment in the life of the world. And the punishment of the hereafter is akhza, is even more humiliating, and they will not be aided. Notice here. In fact, not here, but in many verses of the Quran, Allah uses, you know, in comparing the punishment of the world to the punishment of the hereafter. So, in this verse that we've just read, um, or in sorry, in the next, in this verse that we've just read. وَلَا عَذَابُ الْآخِرَةَ أَخْزَى The punishment of the hereafter is more humiliating than the punishment in this of, of, of this world. So when you see for example, the people of Fir'aun that were destroyed, how the people of Fir'aun were humiliated by various types of punishment and destroyed. Or the people of Ad, how they were destroyed. Or the people of Thamud, how they were destroyed. And many other examples in history, like for example the people of you know, Rome, Pompey, and the, uh, the volcano, the, you know, how they were destroyed and turned to ashes whilst doing those evil, filthy deeds. Examples abound. That humiliation is, is nothing compared to the humiliation in the hereafter. So one word used is akhza, more humiliating. In another ayah we see, Allah <laughs> He says, فَأَذَاقَهُمُ اللَّهُ الْخِزْيَةِ الْحَيَاءِ الدُّنْيَّةِ وَلَا عَذَابُ الْآخِرَةِ أَكْبَرْ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ so Allah made them to taste humiliation in the life of the world, but the punishment of the hereafter is akbar, is greater, if they only knew. So we have, here now, we have, um akhza, we have akbar, we also have in another ayah, وَلَا عَذَابُ الْآخِرَةِ أَشَقَةً وَمَا لَهُمْ مِنَ, الله من And the punishment of the hereafter is أَشَقَةً it is more; it is greater hardship upon a person, the punishment in the hereafter. And um, we will see in another verse as well, "Ashad uh, qiyamati ila ashadil adab." Those who disbelieve, meaning that they will be subjected in the hereafter to to ashadil adab, meaning a more intense, the most intense of punishment. So the point being that in this section today we've looked at how has Allah described the condition of a disbeliever in the life of this world. And this contrasts with the condition of a believer in the life of this world which we shall look at in the next lesson. So the disbeliever is content, satisfied with this life, has no vision for the hereafter, is interested only in The pursuit of lusts, pleasures, possessions, acquiring things. And the knowledge is largely restricted only to that. And for that reason, we see that uh, Allah will reward them in the life of this world for whatever good deeds, apparent good deeds that they did. Allah is not unjust towards them. And likewise, He will punish them for either punishment for their disbelief or to remind them and for them to repent and remember. And that's why we see that from the disbelievers are those who when they have a calamity or a hardship or some difficulty, then we see among them are those whom Allah guides by way of that hardship and they come to the truth and others just persist upon their misguidance and their arrogance, right? So that's number two, that the world is also... A punishment, not only is it a paradise for the disbeliever, it is also a punishment for the disbeliever as well. And thirdly, it is also a you know, uh, humiliation for those whom Allah chooses to destroy in the life of this world, like the people of Fir'aun, like the people of Ad, like the people of Thamud, and many other nations who were destroyed, and they were left in utter humiliation for their disbelief right so when we look at the people of disbelief this is how the quran has described their state and condition in the life of this world and the hereafter is something else so this brings us to the end of this lesson inshallah ta'ala in the next lesson we're going to look at how the quran has described the condition of a believer in the life of this world contrasting that to the to the the way of a disbeliever so with that we'll conclude uh we'll stop wassalamu alaykum walhamdulillahirabbil alamin wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in